0: Junior?
1: That would be correct, sir.
0: Good news, good news. How's your day shaping up over there?
1: Um, Pretty good. We got Florida weather up here.
0: How, you know what's funny is it's raining here now, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was hot, and it's kind of hot and a little muggy today, and then it started raining, and I don't know, there's supposed to be some kind of tropical storm coming up through the Gulf,
1: but I don't know. It's a tropical heat wave. It's a tropical heat wave. That song always reminds me of Grumpy Old Man.
0: I've seen that movie, but I can't remember it.
1: I know, it's been so long. I just remember that part, though. It's a tropical heat wave. They were playing a song, and there's like a there's like, a foot of snow outside. <laughs>
0: Do you think uh, you're getting closer to being a grumpy old man?
1: <laughs> As I get older here, I, I think I'm going to be one of those grumpy old men, for sure. Because I'm already, like, you know, jealous of these young kids because they're younger and stuff, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like being
0: jealous of somebody because they're younger, right?
1: Yeah sucks. I'm like, man, I wish I could go back to that age.
0: Go back in time. Hit the I time machine. Back time. Yeah. I mean, I you know that they've done, you know, there's a lot of movies on time travel, but mm-hmm. is there actually anyone that's actually, like, tried to actually do it? Like, you know what I mean for real, like has anybody ever thought that they had it figured out? I've never huh. like googled googled it or anything,
1: yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that's been tried.
0: so what do you do to try it right
1: yeah i don't I don't know. I know on uh, um what the hell was that name of the show? Robin Big mhm uh, they bought a time machine off of eBay and tried it hmm.
0: Did it work?
1: It didn't seem like it did. At least on the episode it didn't. Maybe it did afterwards when the cameras weren't rolling.
0: <laughs> what would be weird with time travel is it's like if everybody had access, it would kind of – everything would just be so screwed up, though, because people would be coming in and out, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like you'd be popping in here, popping out, you know, moving forward, moving back. Like, you know, if people would be all over the place. You would – you know, then, uh, you know the way things work now, and you have your population is at a certain point, and if people are dying and being born, but if you have all these people popping in and out, um, it could be a mess. <laughs> you know, you think That's it's true. bad, like you think it's bad in Florida, like when the snowbirds come into town, right? Not even, not even considering the time travelers.
1: Oh, my God. Man, that's true. Never thought of it like that.
0: Going to Disney World. Where'd all these time travelers come from?
1: <laughs> I'd go back when to the I 50s. I, I would like to go to the 50s because it seems like that was an awesome period. You know, I would jump around everywhere, but 50s would be definitely one of them I'd visit. At least it looked cool on Back to the Future. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's just... But the, the, the thing that would be crazy is you'd be so used to today's technology. Yeah. And then you'd be going back, and it's like...
1: <laughs> Where's my PlayStation 4?
0: Well, yeah, that and you know, it's like, you know, you'd be driving somewhere, and you'd say, oh, crap, I forgot the... I forgot this at the house. <laughs> And then you tell somebody, "Hey, give them a you know, shoot him a text real quick and remind." They'll be like, "What?"
1: Yeah. You know? Dude, how did we do without cell phones? I mean, it was such such a weird, like if you, if you if you forget your phone and leave it at home for like a day or whatever, it, it's like the weirdest feeling in the world. Like.
0: Oh yeah, you feel like it, you know you I... got to put on some clothes.
1: Like I don't even know how we did it back then. It's just, you know, I guess, you know, you told your friends, hey, I'm going to meet you, uh, I'll meet you there at 5 o'clock, and then you just showed up, I guess. Like, you know, there was no, like, hey, I'm leaving now, and...
0: Yeah, I'm here, where are and, you?
1: Yeah, none of that. Just amazing how you me- functioned without all that stuff.
0: I remember meeting my friend, like, to go to the mall... In Orlando, and he'd and he'd uh, you know he'd, he'd talk on the phone before you know left the house, and I'd say, all right, I'll meet you over there, you know, whatever time. And mm-hmm. of course, I would I would be late, and he would plan for me being late. So, uh, you know, thirty minutes later, I would show up, <laughs> and you know, we would just he'd be sitting there waiting on me.
1: Yeah, just wondering if you're going to show up or not, and there you yeah. are. Yep. there was no like, "Hey, I'm running a little late." Yeah. Once yeah. you left that house, that was it.
0: Yeah, you're you're in transit. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even as good. I mean, you're
1: when you order the pizza from Domino's, you get more updates. <laughs> Love the Domino's app. Um, yeah and like when I was a kid you know I had I would leave the house like you know eight nine in the morning I had to check in around noon and then five o'clock and then after five when the street lights came on Nothing. you had to be you had to be home bizarre yeah
0: yeah I mean mm-hmm. and I feel like I have a really good recollection of things that happened then too you know like I can remember a lot of stuff like you know that have you seen that picture going around Facebook where it's the old lady standing at the fence kind of taking it all in and then you got all these people around her like scrambling with their cell phone trying to take pictures and video and, and she just has this look like just totally soaking it in instead
2: mm.
1: wow
0: Dialed yeah photo. just
1: just taking a mental picture instead, a lot different, a lot different, like today now when my daughter goes out, it's like, you know, okay, text me when you get there, text me, you know, text me when you arrive there, when you're leaving, and it's like, you know, didn't have that back then, but I mean, it's a a little bit more dangerous time now, but at least we think it is, I don't know. Maybe it was just as dangerous back then, but we were just oblivious to it, or the parents were, you know. I don't know. I mean, I remember there was kidnapping back then too, but yeah, I don't. Today just seems really crazy. I try well, not. Well, it be has
0: you. It has it has you on high alert uh, because I think the the stories that yeah, you hear about me. now they they scare you. Yeah, of course, you could see stories in the old days, but it wasn't all over your phone and the internet. Uh, you had to watch the news. Yeah. So. Yeah. Huh.
1: I was just at the local hobby shop, dude. Really? I was there a lot. I was there a lot.
0: Oh, you're talking about back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so was I. I got to the point where every day after school, my mom would bring me over there, and I, I had a stool, and they'd take out the stool for me, and I would just hang out at the counter.
1: <laughs> just Yeah, just sit there. And I, yeah. And then not like, I couldn't wait for UPS to arrive at the shop and be the first one to look and to see what he got in, you know? Yeah and then buy that new part and go home later and install it.
0: Yeah, I mean that was, uh, I remember ordering uh, my RC-10T from the hobby store and just just felt mm. like it was forever for that thing to come in. And it's like the day mm. finally got there that it arrived, you know, and it's just like holy crap, it finally came in. Yeah. We're talking about something that was mega popular. I mean, I I, I put that thing on order from the hobby store, and I, I I wasn't even first on the list. There was people before me that had. I want to say I was like third or fourth on the list. Hmm. I built it built it right away. I probably was running it that weekend. Painted a few bodies myself back then, like when I first started racing. And I I started with like a paint job that I saw in Car Action on the cover or something. And you know, they were kind of simple line stripe paint jobs. But I was okay. I could I had painted quite a bit already because of all my RC monster truck stuff you know I was no I was no expert but it's like I knew kind of my way around.
1: Yeah, I just painted one color back then. You know, when I was a kid and then after that I just after a while I had somebody else paint them but when you wanted some kind of cool airbrushing going on, you know, there was no way I was doing that. Mhm. I was just doing simple mask the windows off and spray it with some paint, one color. And just decal that baby up.
0: It used to be a big deal to get decals too. Yeah, I remember it was like if you could get like a free decal sheet or somebody gave you decals, it was like super cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Now it's like you give people decals, and it's like they're like, nah, that's okay, I don't need any.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> All I have right. a stack of them here for Radio Impound. It's like, nah, I, I use, you know, Stick It One or whatever. I'm like, well, you can get the logo there then.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: they don't want the standard decals. They yeah. Want the, what do they call them? Cut decals.
0: Yeah. And they are way nicer. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, oh, it yeah. used to take a long time. It used to take a long time to decal a body. And. You know that was a big job because hmm. you had to cut all. You cut around the logos, and you yeah. know that that determined how nice your stuff was. You know you could if you're cutting out team associated. You know you had to travel along the bottom of the letters. And you'd curve Close. up where the the letter would curve up, and
2: yep. you'd get around the
0: corners, and um, and then you'd put them on and. And you can see people like, you know, for me, you see people that just cut a big square out and just stuck it on the car. And you're like, come (laughs) on.
1: No way. You did that? I did. I was going to say, Jesus. Uh, Yeah, people that did that, you're just like, you know, you pretty much knew you were going to win that race against them. (laughs) You're like, well, clearly I have a mechanical
0: advantage here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I used to love the autographics when they came out with all the lettering, so you could make up your own. You know, you could make up your own, like you could put Rona's race team or something. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Those were cool. That was
0: huge. That was huge. That was. They had their own numbers. You know, you could get the autographic numbers.
1: Talk about a pain cutting those out and putting them on. Oof.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. We got a line. We got like a whole softball team. Oh, no, they're leaving Starbucks. Perfect. Whew. That would have been a disaster.
1: You'd have been there for like the whole show. Yeah, they just
0: made like a grand off of that whole team coming in there.
1: I bet you they love that. The workers, they're probably like, ugh.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) I've seen that happen before where like a team... Starts walking in. And you can look at their face, and you can just tell, like
1: it's like they want to quit right there.
0: <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> Welcome to Starbucks. We're gonna get set for you. Yeah. Can I get the Trenta Very Berry Refresher? Okay. The light berries. Trenta Very with light berries and in okay. and a denty ice water. Okay. And can I get a butter croissant? Anything else? That's it. Could going be 771. <laughs> Drive right up, no problem.
1: Light on the berries.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a fine detail touch, but it does make a difference. Well, you remember what you didn't like about the drink was because you had all those berries in there.
1: Absolutely. That's why I was just thinking, like, maybe I should have tried light on the berries. See that? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll give it another shot sometime. But I'm not saying light on the berries. I'm going to have to have someone else say it. Have Carrie say it.
0: Yeah, I get her to do it. I just.
1: Doesn't seem manly going light on the berries.
0: No, it definitely doesn't. But, you know, if you want it the way you want it.
1: Yeah. But yeah, lining up those autographic uh when I wanted to make a, a word on on my on my uh car body it was like good lord, that was tough.
0: Oh yeah. That you're trying <laughs> to cut out those letters individually.
1: Yeah, and you had to use your X Acto knife and try and line it up. I'll and...
0: run it out. It's not ready yet, I'll just run it out.
1: Huh? Hold on. You're already up to the front there? Wow.
0: Yeah, I got some photos, all uh, I was telling you, I found some photos of my parents, and I noticed mm-hmm. that my mom, I forgot that she even had this, but she kind of did like a little, you know, photo, book, journal, whatever you want to call it, when I started racing, and You know, she wrote, like, little notes and stuff on there.
1: Cool. Oh, wow.
0: So then for, like... You know, she did it... You know, she kept it current for maybe, like, a year or two. Then I'm sure she was like, all right, this is just... Now this is way beyond just...
1: This is too much work.
0: It's pretty much, like, face... The whole... The the little, you know...
1: Photo album with the notes—it
0: makes it like a Facebook, you know. Yeah. You right. Photos got some text. It's like just having it in your hand.
1: <clears throat> Facebook old school style, right there.
0: Mhm.
1: Okay. She so probably figured, oh, this is just going to be a fad. I'll do it for so yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden, okay, forget it. This is turning a little, into something real.
0: Little flash in the pan. Flash in the yeah. pan. Yeah. We'll get through this little phase. <clears throat> well,
1: that's why my parents would, you know, at first would not buy me an RC car because they figured it would be something I would run and just throw it in a closet. You know. And, uh, oh, what's going on there? It's
0: like, no. Uh, this is like the opposite of...
1: Uh, just thrown in the closet, like this is like full commitment. Yeah, I first, um, well, I couldn't get the RC ten. That's what I wanted. I had the, I had that advertisement on my bedroom walls. You know what I mean? The I thought it was cool as hell. That advertisement was awesome, the original one, and then they had the Jay Hosley one with the girl. You know? I oh yeah, hanging up too, but I uh, couldn't get that one. Um, Got my Hot Shot 2, Tamaya Hot Shot 2, for Christmas the one year. I'm guessing 86, something like that. And, you know, I would just run it around outside. And then when I found out there was a track in my area, I was like, whoa. We went to visit the track, and that's what started it all. Yeah. And then my. Parents realized it was going to be more than just a fad, you know. It wasn't going to go away soon.
0: This this, this kid's really uh, kind of attached to this.
1: I loved it. So, went to a track with that. Got your Um,
0: autographics decals cut out.
1: Went to race that, and there was other Tamiya cars there, and then... And then there was also a Schumacher
0: Cat. It's weird that you got the Schumacher Cat, but not an RC10.
1: No, I didn't get a Schumacher Cat. There was a Schumacher Cat there.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, this is what, 87, 88? Mm -hmm. I didn't go racing right away with my hotshot. It took about a year. And then I showed up to the track, which was in uh, New Media, Pennsylvania.
0: How far
1: is that for you now? It, uh, that is uh, about a half hour.
0: Okay.
1: And it was a club. There was a lot of clubs back then. Yeah. Dad took me there to to watch a race the one Sunday, and I was hooked. I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. we got to come back here next week and race. How would we get on this?
0: We started because we were time traveling.
1: Oh my god, that's right.
0: I would definitely go back to a few worlds and uh, yeah. give it a shot. Oh yeah.
1: Go back to the '96 Nats, maybe.
0: Nah, I, you know, I think I'm. I think I'm fine with leaving that one in the past.
1: Now, would you go back? Well, see, you can't go back and race again because if you alter history. Isn't that kind of dangerous?
0: Yeah, you can't do that.
1: Yeah, so you could just—you mean just go back and just watch or something?
0: Well, you can't mess I guess around there, with
1: history, dude. The timeline—you can't, you can't screw I that guess, up.
0: I guess it depends who's, um, you know, who's making the rules here. But um, <laughs> <laughs> say you could, say you could go back. And then you could participate. Mm-hmm. I would participate in races that I have, that I did not, wasn't able to participate in. So I think mm-hmm. then it's not like you were writing over the top of your own self. You would okay. be in- injecting yourself into it. So it's like, for instance, if I went back to the 96 math, like you would have. You would have nineteen ninety, you, you would have nineteen ninety six me racing against two thousand eighteen me racing, which would just be nuts. But um, so then you would you would kind of be riding over the top versus if you were to go back.
1: Now, are we talking take this equipment from eighteen to back then, which which you couldn't do anyway because then it wouldn't be legal. So I guess that wouldn't work.
0: Well, yeah, there's there's definitely some items that you could not take back, uh, uh, like electrically. Um, the cars, you could probably take back as long as they met the, the rule requirements. And tires, you could probably take back. But it would be really, you'd be really cheating with all that stuff. Like, if you showed up, like, I mean, there's there's several worlds. If I showed up with our tires today, I'm sure that I could definitely do some damage. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a... So, yeah, I would go back to run races that I wasn't able to run or that I always wanted to run, I think, would be my... I wanted to go to the Basildon world so bad in 93... The one that you
1: were watching the videos of. Oh, yeah. I was watching. I've been watching uh, YouTube videos of that. I think there's two different videos out there. Uh, uh, I think someone, two different people filmed. Well, I think Gene yeah, was one of them, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the videos that's out there. And then there's and then
1: there was one another one.
0: Gene's a little more professional, but it's like.
1: Right. Yep.
0: There's like more right. editing of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's one. I, I checked them both out, and yeah, it was, cause I, you know, I, I was – because uh, I was saying yesterday on the Anchor app, we we downloaded uh, – on the RIP drive-thru, I'm sorry, on the Anchor app, Episode 5 is out there now, guys, if you want to listen to it. Um, just download the Anchor app and type in Radio Impound, and there you go. Anyway, I was saying, I never watched that race with Joel and Kinwall. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know why. I just never checked it out. Since we were talking about it a while ago, I was like, you hey, know well, I'm going to check this out and watch this race. And Man, what a heartbreaker for Joel in that race. I mean, he wins A1, mm-hmm. and then A2, he bobbles and the car flips over. Yep. He was in the lead, though, easily. And then uh, same thing happened in three when he was trying to catch up.
0: Yeah. Man.
1: I wonder if that bothers him to this day. Uh, it, would bother, it would bother me.
0: I I think it depends.
1: He's so close. I mean, he won a one. It was just like yeah, you know, it, He look he looked good you. out there too. It bothers. You. Yeah, it's gotta.
0: Because right, I mean, there's there's races that I've ran that bother still bother me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there's ones that I wish I that I'm like man like I should have won that race
1: yeah <clears throat> and it's
0: like just and it's not even like you know stuff that you've ever heard of like it's just it's almost like I'm more upset about the ones that I should have like something dumb happened mm-hmm. and you're just like man that should have been a win yeah I'm sure it bothers him. Not that it really—I don't know how much things would have changed or have been different, but I'm getting gas right now. By the way,
1: ooh, I don't uh, know if you can do—I don't know if you could do that while you're on the phone. I am. Yikes! They, have a, they usually have a big sticker there that has a cell phone, you know, the cross going through the cell phone. Say no cell Let's phones. Let's see.
0: Um, if fire starts, no. Um, I haven't found it yet.
1: All right, well, if we no, heard a loud explosion, we know what happened then.
0: No smoking, stop engine, no filling portable containers, discharge your static electricity before fueling. Do not re enter your vehicle while gasoline is pumping. If the fire starts, do not remove nozzles, back away. <laughs> do not allow individuals under licensed age to use the pump.
1: Oh, really? Ah, that used to be one of my favorite things when I was a kid, you know, to pump the gas for, for your dad. Yeah. I didn't know they had an age restriction on that.
0: That yeah, hmm. doesn't seem right, does it?
1: No. It shows you how different the world is today.
0: Yeah, so I remember when my friends, uh, Brad and Brett Relf came back from that world. Uh, I remember them talking because they weren't. Remember we were talking about this before that they really weren't big Kinwald fans, so yeah. they didn't really care that Kinwald won. Like to them, it was almost like a nuisance. Like they were like irritated that Kinwald won, even though they were unassociated and everything. I don't think that they were super proud. Like It was mm-hmm. more like I remember them because their generation was more like Cliff Let, Jay Halsey, Joel Johnson. Like that was kind of their generation. So I think when Kinwald won, it was like. Oh, he's just, you
1: know? Yeah. New kid. You yeah. Know.
0: Some new kid. It's like today when I, it's like still today when I talk to Brad about races, it's like to him, Spencer is like, like, like I'll talk, I'll say something about Spencer. And it's like to him, it's just like, it, he, he just skips right over it. It's like, well, <laughs> how did like, well, Cav do? Where's Mayfield? How he do? Like, those are his three now, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like, well, Spencer didn't, to him, it's just like, who Spencer?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I understand that. And, uh,
0: yeah, it's like he, since he's, but the, the, he has a connection to the other guys because when we were doing the four-wheel drive stuff, uh, BJ4, um, mm-hmm. you know, we were around and we uh, spent a great deal of time with them racing. So that's where he's connected, right? Yeah. Hold
1: on. I am going to put you on hold for one second, all right? All right, I'm back. Actually, more than one second. Give me about 30 seconds. I'll be right back. 37,
0: 38, 39. All right, I'm done counting.
1: Alright, that's better. About, Kirby, I think we got to about
0: 49
1: seconds. Oh, timing me. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's tough when Kirby's not here because uh, it's tough to take those pee breaks. I have to put you on hold. Kirby. Where is he? I thought he said Friday was perfect for him.
2: That's what I thought.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, cool, Kirby, uh, Kirby gave that a thumbs up. He's going to be on tonight.
0: We know
1: he doesn't have a date. Oh. It's tough. He's in Tower City. There's nothing there. (laughs) That town's smaller than my town, man.
0: Really?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. By far.
0: Yeah, so I was saying about Joel Johnson. I remember them telling me they're Yep, Joel hit the ten the $10,000 pothole because, you know, they were they were uh, theorizing that that's what it cost him by not winning that race.
1: Yeah, I'm watching this video, you know, and you get kind of, like, caught up in it, and you're kind of like, I don't even know. I know it sounds weird, but I was kind of like, come on. You know what I mean? I'm, like, watching this, and I'm like,
2: <laughs> Yeah,
1: and you know the outcome, but I was like still watching it and it, you know anticipating him getting around this track and winning it. But I, I was just like, man, I gotta see how this goes down because I had never watched it. Mhm. But looked like he had a lot of a lot of power. But Joel had truck. a lot of
0: power?
1: Yeah, he had that Trinity power.
0: Well, well, so that was a big thing because they had never shown the low C double X at that time. <clears throat> so, so they arrived to that race with the low C double X as a prototype, but, oh, okay. <laughs> but it was a finished car. Like it had all molded parts. I mean, it, it was like, they really kind of pulled the rabbit out of the hat with that car. And, um, you know, the fact that Joel TQ'd with it was still, it was kind of enough to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because
1: then they they advertised it as the fastest car at the world's then.
0: In in the world. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah, it was. It was uh, it was good. The car worked well. They had the hydro drive. Uh, you know, it was.
1: I bought that car right when it launched.
0: Yeah, I mean, I never got a chance to race that car because I was, I was an associated guy,
2: and yeah. we had the
0: yeah. RC10, but um, I did buy one, and I built it, or no, um, my friend Mike Mellon gave me most of a car, and then Mostly. I bought, oh. he Then yeah, like, the stuff that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ran Lucy. We were friends, and I told him, I was, "Dude, I want to try this car, you know, when no one's around." So I got one, and from him, and then I finished it off. I painted the body all silver, hmm. and I took it to the track and I drove it during the week against my car um, to see how it you know, stacked up against against mine. See if I was missing out on anything. And you know, considering how big of a difference it was between an R C ten and a double X, I wanna say that it was only like you know, three to four seconds difference. actually on the track after four or five minutes
2: you
0: know that was the difference on my home track and they were dramatically different cars you know one was all aluminum the other one was all plastic different arm lengths you know geometry differences wheels I mean it was hydro drive I mean it was an entirely different car way bigger differences than there are today and I remember being kind of pissed because I drove it and I was like you know that my my home track in Orlando and I was like I'd run a you know, whole run you know I'd water the track to make sure it was the same every time
1: i go <laughs> oh, you did <laughs>
0: yep yeah, so I'd go water the track make sure it was right yeah you know, the same tires on both cars same motor yeah same motor in both cars so I'd prep the track exactly the same and then I'd time a four-minute run I was good on good on the track obviously where I could just go out there and run you know you know lap after lap you know I mean I have to turn wrestle. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah I remember the I would you know drive that car and and I didn't feel like I was going faster. You know, you had kind of have that clock going in your head. And I remember thinking, it kind of feels okay. You know, working pretty well. But I didn't feel like I was really going dramatically faster. Hmm. Um, but at the end, I remember being a little faster with it. You there. Yep.
1: Okay, I went to my
0: with... headset.
1: Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, well, I had to have the car because Joel ran it.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah. Cool guy, Joel. So I remember what I did is I, I looked over the car. Hmm. I was like, you know, you know, besides all the obvious things about these differences with the cars and uh, I started looking at the differences in the geometry and you know the springs you know the low C springs versus the associated and, you know this is when you're you know just really really into stuff you know at the time there's you go to school and you race, so it was like you had tons of time. You could sit there and work on it all. And
1: yeah, school was an inconvenience. Couldn't wait to go home.
0: That's the truth.
1: Work on the cars. Though I love going to school, though. You did hanging out. Ah, yeah, I loved it. Love Loved going I had... and just bullshitting about. TV shows that were on Fox, especially on Sunday night. We talked about this before. But, you know, Married Children and all that stuff. And we show up to school Monday morning just bullshit about all the stuff that we saw on TV. In Living Color, Mary Children, Get a Life, Gary Shanley. <laughs> <laughs> so much You're blood. in more. You're in the time machine right now. I am. I'm always in the time machine. I live in the past. I can't get out of it. I hate the future. And I had my car action magazines with me. Sometimes, you know, more than one, more than two. And just sit there and, especially during study hall, read that baby from front to back. And then do it all over again. And you thought you were so cool carrying a car action magazine. The kids would be like, man, what is that? What's that about? And you tell them. Ah, oh, this is RC car, and they have world championships, see? Look at this guy won the world championship, look, see? And they're like, what? They race those little cars and win championships? Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in my school raced it was I was the only one. Which really says a lot, you know? It does?
0: No, just in terms of, uh, you know, how many more people are out there that could could do it. That don't. Yeah. I I was the only, I think I was the only one in my class or my school that raced. I started with my cousin, but he only ran novice like two times and then that was it.
1: Hmm. Wearing the uh, Trinity shirts. And then when Joel came out, or Trinity came out with the Joel Magic Johnson shirt, oh my God. It said Magic Motorsports on it.
0: And you're like, oh. This is...
1: The passion was unreal, Jason. I loved RC. Still do, but I just don't understand much of it today. Like, all these different classes and stuff, I'm pretty lost.
0: I think you have a decent grasp of it. <clears throat> Considering that you're not, you know, in it Same. or racing i think you got a pretty
1: decent craft i'm like okay now what's 17.5 compared to back then like okay what's this class compared to you know it's like we just had two we just had modern stock now we got all these like i don't know i see these different classes and i'm like what's that what's blinky mean i don't know what all this stuff means what do I want to race if I if I you know, if I got into it today? where, where do I go? <clears throat> so it seems a little well, confusing. On our I'm racing, sure it's easy, I'm, but
0: you know, I'm I'm sure it's there's some legitimacy to your questions, I'm sure.
1: We've got uh, a lot more choices now, that's for sure. You do. Yeah, it's like wow.
0: I I think what you would get into in our racing would be like independent Uh, independent buggy. That'd be like running two-wheel buggy, 17.5 motor, but no sponsors.
1: Hmm. So what's a 17.5? Because, you know, I used to race modified, so... I mean... 17.5 seems like something I could definitely handle. Yeah. Because we used to race like 12 doubles and triples, I mean...
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be... I don't I wouldn't see it as being I don't know what I'm really trying to say they, they're fast uh, what,
1: what did I, I run I think, up at uh, vintage Nationals what, what was that mode? that was
0: 175
1: okay I can yeah I could handle that then for sure I was doing great until my uh, turnbuckle my aluminum turnbuckle. <laughs>
0: snapped on you
1: yeah man that's one i wish i could have back
0: yeah you come right back you you travel back in time
1: yep get titanium on there and see where i'd go with it because i really wasn't doing that bad for 18 years off the track
0: no you weren't
1: i think you were impressed a little just a little
0: yeah i mean you were getting around
1: i thought you did a good job
0: <clears throat> and what did I drive the other day? It's kinda of been a while since I've really kind of raced.
1: What? I, You're racing every weekend. What are you talking about? I, I don't race though. You know, when I go oh, to yeah. these
0: races, um I just go to support, you know, our drivers and
1: well, yeah, not the big races, but you're racing down in Florida.
0: I haven't raced here uh, since
1: April, I think. Oh, really? I thought you ran that e-book and stuff, that Anywhere. e-scale. Maybe...
0: Oh, my! yeah, I'm sorry. I, I did run that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my bad. I forgot about that already. But, yeah. You do uh, that? How from... did
1: you doing that race with that thing? You might well, have talked I, about I... it, but I forget.
0: I TQ'd, and then... Uh... <laughs> of course. I, I TQ'd and then I crashed a ton in the main.
1: Oh, did would you get nervous? <laughs> no. Well, crashed a lot. I,
0: I, I ran some practice uh, then I went, got into qualifying
2: mm-hmm.
0: and things were going pretty good. I was trying different tires, mounted up a different set of tires, tried that, uh, TQ'd the second round. Um, uh, And then I was like, all right, I'm going to mount up a different set of tires for the main, try something else. And then uh, Paul wanted me to gear up, and I did need to gear up. So we geared up two teeth, uh, put a different set of tires on the car, and then there was quite a while before my main. So I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go take a nap.
1: Oh, I remember you talking about this. Okay.
0: So I went to my truck and took a nap. You're just out of it. And yeah. Dude, I got back on the track and I was and I don't really want to use it as an excuse because there's probably more than that, but
1: You were just out of it.
0: I I, dude I crashed like ten times in that race at least. (laughs) Wow. And and every and, and every time I was like, Okay, you know, that's that's it. I'll get it together. Then something else would happen. Then I was like, "Okay, that's it." I was just getting
1: pissed. This reminds me of that Seinfeld episode where the where the guy's playing tennis. He sold Jerry that racket. Um,
0: <laughs> what was that guy's name?
1: I forget. But mm-hmm. uh, I wonder how many people are like, "Wait a minute, that guy owns J Concepts." Uh, what a square! hobby shop. Grab me those AKA tires off there. (laughs) He's a squid. Yeah. You know we were just talking about the turnbuckles. This question just came in from Dirk Anderson. Um, Who has broken more titanium turnbuckles, me or Gotti? Now, now Dirk, (laughs) mine mine were not titanium. That's that's a good one. That's true.
2: That's
1: true. Um has got a couple. Of, see, uh, if you can go, if you can only go to one race a year, what would it be? Oh, that's for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah,
0: I guess uh, they would be asking you that, right?
1: I would go to. Hmm. I want to say like Aurora Nationals, but I don't know. They don't seem as prestigious as they once were. I guess it would be like one of your races, or maybe that. Oh, you know what? I'd like to go to the radio race. The Invitational, yep. that'd be awesome. <clears throat> to me, it would be awesome just to go to and watch.
0: I I would say that most that most people would probably pick that race. Um, I would say the best main event to watch is the Truggy and the Buggy mains at the Nitro Challenge are probably the the two main events uh, that are best to watch in person I think they're great the um, Reedy race a good race um, I'm not a huge fan of the invite class to be honest no um, I mean it's good but it's it's not my favorite
1: um, does yeah, so Kimball still Calum, uh, main, race that?
0: He didn't race this year. I think it was the first time he's uh, hasn't ran it in probably, you know, a long time.
1: <laughs> wow, that's a shame.
0: Well, he made a switch to Losi just about that same time.
1: Oh, that would, yeah, that'd be tough then.
0: And I, I think he was trying to build his cars and, you know, to to try to build his cars and get to the race and everything else it was just gonna kind of be like a lot of work so mm-hmm. yeah so Nitro Challenge mains uh, that's as a spectator I wouldn't want to race that race uh, but as a spectator uh, I definitely think it's great the mains um, as a racer uh, or The Desert Classic has been a nice race recently. Uh, The surface is a little tougher than most people have probably ran on, but just the track itself, the facility, where it's at is really pretty special. Um, We just finished our Spring Indoor Nationals at Tacoma. That's a good track. Um, See the problem for me is I want to race on the kind of track that I like. Yeah. So um, I want to race an outdoor. Uh, I want to run, race a ten scale <clears throat> outdoor, ten scale outdoor race on uh, red dirt is the race I want to run, <clears throat> and it doesn't exist right now.
1: Oh, don't. Why is yeah. that?
0: So, well. You know, you have to race, you know, somewhere in the south, east, uh, you know, up into, like, Georgia or, you know, Alabama, places that they have the, you know, that type of surface. That's what I want to run on.
2: Yeah. And
0: that would be the race that I would ask or recommend.
1: I would like to go to... um Hobby Haven in Iowa. Have you ever been there?
0: Uh, no.
1: I love their videos because the track looks like you know something from back in the day. It's it's a nice track and um just looks like grassroots racing, you know. I just like the setup. Like the shop is right there. I'll, I'll post photos, but um I think once you see the photos, you'll be like, oh yeah, I know Hobby Haven. John Bolton <laughs> races there. He posts a lot of live videos of that, and they have like Wednesday night racing, Friday nights. It's just really cool atmosphere. It's it's, I don't know. I just love that track, and I always tell those guys that when uh, when they're posting videos, I'm like, man, this track looks way fun, and and the atmosphere. It's like in a, it's in a busy district. It looks like um like you know, there's a huge parking lot, like a strip mall parking lot, and it just looks really cool and it has trees there's a tree on the track that they go around just really awesome
0: oh you know what <clears throat> I have friend there
1: <laughs> I, oh, I figured I mean I you know Uh,
0: yeah And I did I liked it
1: I'm watching a video now of it I love it go right around that tree down the straightaway yep. just looks like a lot of fun man wish I'd live close to that I'd be there a lot. Hmm. Wish I had something like that around here. So I would go to I would go to Reedy, and then I'd go to whatever Hobby Haven has going on. We should do a radio impound invitational at Hobby Haven. There you go. Invite a bunch of people that can't drive.
0: And you can- that would be me too. <laughs>
1: You're
0: like in yeah, number one on the list, me.
1: Yeah, I'd be number one for sure. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Dirk had another question here for you. How did uh, you and Allison meet? Um, Wasn't it at. Uh...
0: It was in Savannah, Georgia.
1: <clears throat> oh, was that a race?
0: No, it was oh. at their St. Patrick's Day. They have a, a big St. Patrick's Day party there. And she. Uh, they have a street called. Why uh, don't I remember the name of it? Hmm. Well, anyway, they have a street there that they pretty much closed down, and it's just used for, you know, partying, ah, and people are do down there, and, and they, you know, they people are out there having a good time and.
1: Now, wait a minute. What were you doing there, like, in Georgia?
0: Well, I went with my friends to the St. Patrick's Day.
1: You you went there just for a parade?
0: Yeah, for the the party.
1: Wow, that must have – okay. How old were you about?
0: Let's see. Early 20s, I guess you could say.
1: Wow, so you go to this parade, just to party, and you meet Allison. Yep, was she? No. What was she doing? Just standing by you or something?
0: Well, no, she was there with her friends. Uh, she she came Partying. up from Florida with her friends to party, and this I went up crazy. there with Both my you friends. Come
1: from Florida, right? Yep. Wow, that's nuts. It All is. Right.
0: And then we we met him on the street. Oh wait a minute, now. We, like
1: so, Allison went to Georgia. You go to Georgia, but you guys knew you didn't know nothing about each other you didn't see each nothing. other ever okay
0: nope. all right and you go down to the to the street uh, i think it's river walk i don't remember what it is it's something mm-hmm. like that Not close enough river river street river street so we're down there at river street and the thing to do is you buy it's just like mardi gras you buy the beads
1: Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. You've got to keep this minivan friendly.
0: Yep. <laughs> it is.
1: Jason threw the beads at Allison.
0: Oh, God. Well, what happens is you go and buy – first you go and buy the beads. You know, they sell all these yeah. different ones. Yeah. So you go there. You know, me and my friends were you know, buying all the cool beads, and you hang them all over you, and – um And then you walk around, and the the girls want to get the beads from you, because, you you get all the cool ones.
1: Right, you say, lift your shirt up.
0: Yeah, there's all kinds, you know, you're just wheeling and dealing.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. This is great.
0: So,
1: um,
0: you know, these girls, you know, they walk Mm -hmm. by, and, you know, they're, oh, you know, how do I get these beads from you? Oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, anyway... We were down there and we, you know, we were, you know, playing those games mm-hmm. and her, you know, her and her friends walked by and we're, you know, doing the, the beads thing and then they're like, Hey, you know, we'd start talking and I don't remember how many beads, beads were exchanged. Uh, we started talking and my friend lived downtown. So we're just like, Hey, you guys want to come back to his place? And, you know, we don't have to, you know, we can just chill at his apartment and drink, you know, make our own drinks or whatever. And yeah, so they came over and then we're just all hanging out. And one of my friends actually ended up dating, uh, one of Allison's friends for quite a while. And then, uh, then I was, uh, with Allison and, um, so yeah, been
1: kind of together ever since. I guess you could say. So did Allison end up living close to you in Florida? She like, was in
0: Orlando. She was in Orlando, and I'm in Claremont, and they're about 40 minutes apart.
1: Yeah, that's not bad at all. Wow, that would have sucked if she was all the way down at the bottom, you know, Tampa or something, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I, yeah. I mean, it was very. Um, that's
1: amazing. That's an amazing story.
0: Yeah, it's very kind of lucky. Very lucky she, from that. She's family. like,
1: what do I got to do to get these beads off you, Jason? And Jason says, marry me.
0: That's it.
1: <laughs> Done. I was like,
0: <laughs> Hold my beer. No. I didn't drink beer. Ah, I don't drink I don't really drink anymore. I, I mean, I have maybe... Uh, yeah a couple here and there throughout the year but you know back then you were going out all the time and whether it's bars or clubs and with your friends and it was just a lot different you know once once you get older and just all that stuff just doesn't seem to matter anymore not like it did anyway
1: we talked about this yesterday on the rip drive-thru which is on the anchor app exclusively check it out and uh yeah, I don't uh, – we talked about this yesterday where I don't even – I'd be lucky if I have one beer a year. I, I just really yeah. don't – like I drink a beer and it just – I don't feel good. Like I just feel tired and I just don't like the whole feeling of it anymore and I just don't do it. But, I mean, when I was 21, man, I partied with the best of them. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But it ended pretty quick too But because um, I don't like getting sick and stuff. So um, – but yeah, yeah, no more for me. So I don't know much about alcohol. So we were discussing yesterday. My, we got all these. Um, you know, we have we have uh, the grocery store here opened up. Uh, you know, they got a um, they opened up a cafe and have beer in it and stuff, and it was a big thing yesterday in this town, in this small little town, because. Uh, uh, as I mentioned in the other show, uh, P.A. has a lot of a lot of weird restrictions and rules, I guess, which they're easing up on. And so now we got, like, convenience stores getting beer. And, and uh in this town, it's a big deal. A lot of people drink and stuff. So, But me, I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh, yeah, what's that? Like, I wouldn't even know what to buy, especially IPAs. I have no clue what to buy. I would have to check in with Kirby before I bought them.
0: <laughs> Our resident expert.
1: Yeah, he's the expert on all that stuff. And, uh. Um. But yeah, I don't. All that stuff on the shelf is like I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I don't know anything about this stuff besides your regular Budweiser and stuff like that. But,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, those days are gone. And they didn't have yeah. like all this stuff they have today. Back when we, you know, all these IPAs, they didn't have that stuff back uh, back then. We had Zima. <clears throat> Here's a question for you from Pete Phillips, Jason. Okay. How does Jason remember details from races weeks later? Does he take notes during race weekends for later commentary on RIP or the JC Vlogs? So how do you remember all the details from these races? Do you, do you actually take notes? No. Or do you just remember them? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I just remember.
1: Hey, he's mostly. a genius, Pete. What are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, I forget things from the next day to the next day. Jason, he remembers weeks out, months out. <laughs> um, yeah, so no notes for Jason.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, sometimes if if we're trying to get serious about a, uh, uh, you know, if if the 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 vlog or whatever the case may be has to be, has to be perfect or. I don't know, that's really not the right word, perfect, but uh you know, if there's something that I'm having trouble remembering or wanna get it right, then I'll make some um, small notes. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just go brush up on the last you know, the last vlog <clears throat> we did to make sure you're not go over the same thing twice. But yeah. Usually, once I once I start talking about it, I remember a lot of the details about what happened. For some reason, hmm. um, I guess it's just some people are some people can do that. I guess I used to be even better about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because that was how that's how we talked about races in the old days. Uh, you would go to a race, you'd come home and I remember calling Paul and uh, my other race friends, Jeff and these other guys and and you have to, you know, rehash the whole race. You know, it's like if you did the you know, the nationals in, in uh the ninety six maths, you had to do that <laughs> and uh you had to come back and you had to tell everybody you know, what happened.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> And I, uh, I recently started. put up the I recently put up uh, the interview we did with Chris Bing back in 2013, I think it was, and uh, I was listening to that, and uh, it brought back a lot of memories. So go listen. That's up on YouTube now, also the Chris Bing interview.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, that's how we did it in the old days. I mean, I'd come back and I'd tell Paul. Every you know I'd call him and I'd tell him every detail there was, you know, mm. like, oh, then this happened you know, in the second qualifier and then this, and then we went to this, and we did this, yeah, and it's like he'd then you know he'd have the full it was a full upload. <laughs> <laughs> upload come back and upload it all,
1: uh so I was mentioning we posted that uh. The Chris Bing interview up on YouTube and um, Paul Sicarillo responded and he listened to the interview and he said I went to Wagon Hill before the Nationals before the 96 Nationals and tried those IFMAR studs and they were terrible 22 years later I finally get the scoop
0: had to be worn in
1: yep oh Pete um Jason is known as One Take Rona. He does all those like vlogs and in one take. Isn't that amazing? One take Rona, right?
0: That's what NeoBuggy and Red R C used to call me.
1: One take Rona. Mm hmm. This is uh from Tim I'm gonna butcher your last name, Tim. Tim Merzine. Uh, will J Concepts ever release another car? Maybe a monster truck?
0: I don't think so. Um, it, you know, we've 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 talked about it a little bit here and there, but uh, the issue the issue is at the moment is there's just a lot of competition now, and in order to do things right, you're not only making one vehicle. You end up having to make several vehicles. And it's extremely expensive. So, so you have to, it's all, <clears throat> it's all in. And there's no, you know, no screwing around anymore because now all the people that used to be I don't know what you could say, like uh, allies. You know, at this point, we have some allies in the business with Associated and TLR and HB Racing, and uh, you know, you know, some Mugen and Yokomo, and we have a lot of allies. But as soon as we make our own car and compete against them, we're on our own. And uh, you Clean know, enemies. Yeah. So. I, it's not going to happen uh, on the racing side of things uh, or, you know, you know, off-road or something like that. Um, you know, I'd love to get into something that was a fun vehicle.
1: I think that's what you was saying by, you know, monster truck maybe.
0: But still, even on that level, it's, it would be a really expensive undertaking. So I just – I don't know that it will happen – You know, right now. But you know, we'd we'd like to do something. Uh, You know, because you know, we started with a car, you know, the BJ4, and we started with a body and a car, and um, won a world championship with the car. And but but I think you know to do it again, it would have to be a little different for sure.
1: All right. Uh, he also asked, "What's your favorite way to prep/slash sauce gold dirt webs? What's your favorite way to prep those babies?"
0: Well, the hot thing now is what the guys do is they get them, they get them mounted up on the wheels. Uh, what guys like to do is buy one of those chucks for the drill that you can you can uh, put the mounted tire on a drill, and you mm-hmm. spin you spin it up, and we take Scotch Brite. And we scuff the tire in with with some, I like the red Scotch bright And okay. we scuff them in with that. Then you sauce them, put them in a bag for a little while, and then take them out, uh, get ready to run. And then maybe about three, I'd say about three uh, practice runs with cycling. You know, you run, you come back, sauce. Run against off. So after about three times, you pretty much have a good uh, set of tires for racing on a clay track. Um, and that's really pretty common now. Uh,
1: Tim also asked uh, I'm pretty sure Jason had a room near us at the 95 Nats at the Hampton, Hampton Inn. What RC drivers would you want for your Hampton Inn Five?
0: Okay, so what was this name?
1: Tim, I'm butchering the last name. I'm sure Tim Merzine. It's okay. M-U-R-Z-Y-N.
0: Okay, so I had a room. So the '95 Nationals would have been in Savannah. Yeah, probably the Hampton Inn. Unless then, you met
1: '96. What was ninety six?
0: Well, ninety six. There was a Hampton then. No, I think I think we stayed at a Hampton in Savannah. I wouldn't. It's. I think it's still there, honestly. But so my well, my Hampton five. So these are people that were probably staying at the Hampton that I would want them that I'd want on my team. Oh, but he's also talking about, this is like a dual thing, because the Golden State Warriors call their uh, their five guys the Hamptons Five.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: So, uh, the Golden State Warriors apparently, a few years ago, they went to the Hamptons, uh, like uh, Steph Curry, uh, Clay Thompson, uh Andre Iggy-Dowla, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant, they all met in the Hamptons uh, before they signed Durant, and that was their sales pitch. Oh. That was their sales pitch at that time to Kevin Durant to sign with the team, and Draymond Green calls that the Hamptons Five. So okay. I got to pick five guys uh the way i would approach this is i got to pick i got to pick five guys that i would want on my team and i'm going to say if you were to rerun the race because
1: he... ah okay
0: so you like let's say five guys so
1: from today's group like can i pick mayfield
0: is no cuz i think it it would be like who oh. was at that hampton
1: right oh, okay I don't know. I have no idea. But let's just say that. <laughs> so Kinwald?
0: Well, that's the question. Do I want Kinwald on my
1: team? No, that's right, he's with Lucy. Is he with Lucy then?
0: He was, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you kinda have to you kinda have to pick him, but
1: ninety when did he switch? Ninety four?
0: Yeah. The beginning of ninety four. Wow
1: he saw how good that car was that Joel ran at 93 that's why he's like i'm sure it did
0: i'm sure it didn't i'm sure it didn't hurt
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh
0: so that my my, yeah. my Hampton 5 okay so i obviously i guess i'm in it and then uh, i'm picking brad relf cuz that was my friend from florida he was also fast on that track um, i'll pick mark pavitas cuz he's one of my buddies and he was always fast um well, I was fast. And I'll 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 pick Paul Paul Wynn because I think I probably stayed with him there. So that's four. And who's my fifth guy? I mean you could say Kenwald. But man, I hated Kenwald then. <laughs> he was kicking
1: my ass everywhere. Yeah. No, to uh, throw him off the driver's stadium, I love Ken sense. Wald
0: and I even liked him then. But but in those yeah. days it was just like, man, this guy he he was incredible. Um, so yeah, if you're gonna go with a competitor, you go with Ken Wald. Uh, at that time. Who was the other associated driver we had there? i um Sky Guy Hughes. I, you know, I don't think Scott ran that race. I don't remember him being there. I don't, I don't remember him being there, honestly. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I would definitely probably would have picked him, but, um, but he wasn't there. One, two. I'm trying to think of where people qualified there. But I got a pretty
1: good lineup. Okay. Let's see that. Tim. Tim was there. We'll put Tim
0: as the sixth man.
1: There you go, Tim. That's what he wanted to hear. Finally, we got to it. There you go, Tim. Coming off the bench.
0: Yep. First guy off the bench. Oh, you know what would be another good one? Mark Francis. He would have been a good – I would have put him uh, – I would have definitely put him in my five. So if we were going to say a competitor and we had to pick, I'd do Kenwald. But if I was picking somebody on my team, I would have Mark Francis.
1: I guess um, – okay. Uh, this is from Chris Trudell. Is Tacoma RC Raceway the greatest clay in the J Concepts Indoor <laughs> National Series?
0: Say so we got one, two, three, four. Yeah, probably is. Uh the dirt is awesome. I know Ryan wishes he could take it with him uh to just about every track he goes to indoors. He uh he loves that dirt. Um, and We haven't been to Beach RC yet. That's where we, our new, you know, our finals race is there this year. Oh, cool. And from what I understand, uh, it also is very good dirt. Uh, A lot of people comes very highly, I don't know what the right word is, but. Where's that track at? Beach RC is in Myrtle Beach. South Carolina Uh, but I would say they probably would be well from what people say they're going to be right up there and then uh, this year St. Louis this was our first race of the series in February they actually put in new dirt this year it's actually really good Uh, I don't know that was on the the Tacoma level yet but but actually, it was a big improvement over what they had before, and people really liked it. Definitely better. They made an improvement. So,
1: we got a question here from Randy Pike, who uh, is scheduled to be on the show next week.
0: Nice.
1: Randy's got some uh, new teak and stuff coming out. Wants to come on the show and talk about it. Uh, we got let's some see here. We got, uh... Oh yeah. Pretty cool. They got some servos now. We talked about them a little before, but they are cool. Hmm. Uh, Randy asked, uh, "How did you and Jason come together for the Rip podcast?" That's that's a um, 2012. We interviewed Jason, and this was at the um, A Scale Nats. I think that was the first time you were on the show. Yeah, sounds right. Then we brought you back on the show again to interview, and then um, we are just – I don't know. It just – everything clicked, like, between the three of us, Kirby, me, Jason, that just – it just worked out well. We're just like – I don't know, Jason. I think Jason just forced himself onto the show after that.
0: Yeah, I just <laughs> – hey, guys.
1: I think, I think you started – I think you're a regular on the show – not too long after the Nats. Yeah, or I would. I would say in
0: thirteen for sure.
1: Thirteen, yep.
0: Yeah. Is it really? If we finish this whole year, that's five years.
1: Yeah, it is five years. Hmm. That seems Gosh. incredible. It really is. I mean,
0: it's hmm. not quite an accomplishment.
1: It's about the only thing I ever accomplished. Yeah. And it's still going. <laughs> and it's still going. No, yeah, we, we have fun doing it. I bust balls, but we—I we, I have fun doing it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing it. So.
0: Yep. I see a part two of Chris Trudeau.
1: Oh, did I miss something from Chris? Oh my God! Yeah, how did I miss this? Jesus. All right, here you go from Chris. What do you think about a race that involves the top drivers from each manufacturer trading cars with another top driver? Reedy format. Uh 1 5-minute heat per car competing for an overall best overall drive. Oh my god, I'm lost here. I hope you I hope you understand this. Uh couple warm-up laps on the other cars to get familiar. Mayfield, Yokomo, Fen, Lucy, Cavalry. Uh what's you he mean here? I think what Swapping he's saying. Cars.
0: Yeah, I think that's what he's saying is you take five drivers and you basically just flip the cars around.
1: So it's like So you tell like Mayfield to run a X-ray.
0: Yeah. For example. Yeah, he gets the okay. X-ray, he gets a couple warm-up laps and then you have to race.
1: Um so what do you think about a race that involves the top drivers from each manufacturer trading cars with another top driver?
0: Honestly, I think I think Mayfield or Dakota wins this. Um I, I think one of those two guys wins wins this format because I, I think a lot of people say that. Mayfield and Fenn can drive they are the least critical of the setup being perfect for them to perform and and I feel like if you're going to drive somebody else's car set that that's the strength that those guys have like they could adapt pretty quickly does that make sense
1: I mean I think those any of those guys can I don't think they'd have a problem. I mean...
0: Yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. I mean, that's... Um, they're they're all going to do well, but... <clears throat> I've heard uh, Cavalry tell Mayfield on more than one occasion, you can just drive broken better than any of us. <laughs> this one for you.
1: Uh Oh, where's this at?
0: Who's stronger, Ken Patera or Popeye?
1: Uh, Ken Patera, obviously. Look at the photo. He's holding back a van that's trying to drive him into the wall. Popeye ain't doing that.
0: Well, Popeye was known for his forearms.
1: Yeah, Ken Patera's just a beast all around.
0: Yeah. Plus, he needed spinach. Yeah. Popeye needed, like, that's like uh, steroids.
1: <laughs> that's true. All right. Uh, what are, oh, this is easy, putting, Randy. Uh, what RC driver does Gaudi and Jason have the most respect for over his or her career? Joel Johnson.
0: Yeah, this is tough. Uh, so, because it's like, in a sense, there's, you know, this is, this is coming down to, you know, the respect of the driver, right? Not necessarily, it's not necessarily who you think is the best driver, right? Which I I think yours is, yours is still, you know, still holds.
1: Hell yeah, it does.
0: (laughs) Either way, I think you're going with Joel. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) I mean, it's uh, like you can't really go against them.
1: No, never. The Magic Man rules. Goat.
0: For me, the most respect. Ugh. This is tough. It, it's. with what? Pavitas. Yeah, they're high. They're high on the list. Uh. Adam Drake, he's high on the list. Um, I mean, you got to think that, uh, to me, I guess the way I see this question is somebody that has turned their RC driving and their RC racing into something even besides just the racing itself. So...
1: Joel Johnson... A.K.A.? Is that what you mean?
0: Yeah, that, that's what I mean. That's what I was saying earlier, that yours is, you know, pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the Cliff Led, the, the Mark Pavitas. those are solid. And, you know, I say Adam Drake because now you're talking about somebody that's, you know, he's turned his driving into, um, you know, and he's never been – the thing about Adam is – He's never been the best driver, mm-hmm. so you're talking about somebody that's really kind of made the most out of what he has been given, uh, just from an effort standpoint. I remember telling some people uh, years ago, like the, the Stephen Hartson, and I remember uh, them asking me about things, and oh, you know, how much money, you know, should we be making doing this, and you know. Uh, and I I I remember telling them I said hey you're you guys have the wrong role models here I'm like you know you're thinking that you know you want to be a, a cavalry or a Mayfield or a Tebow I'm like but you've already mm-hmm. been doing this long enough that you're not and you need to pick a different role model here because if you're gonna have a career in this you have to figure out a different way you're gonna be able to do it because these guys are obviously better, you know. And uh, they are the select few that are able to get the results to continue their contracts and win bonus money to make a good living. Now, that's very few and far between for everybody else. Everybody else might as well work at McDonald's um, because that's, you know, you don't make enough money. It's a very small percentage of people. It's not even a percentage. It's just it's down to uh, enough people on you know your hands and feet that can actually do it as a career, as a driver. So um, that's why Adam gets so high on the list because he's never been the best driver, uh, talent wise, but his. He's put a lot of work and dedication. People like him, which is big. And he always has done well for the brands he represents. Um, So, you know, at this point, he's been racing and doing it longer than a lot of the old school guys. You know, like if you look at... You know, you look at like Cliff Letts' RC racing career it's very short in comparison now to a lot of these other guys. You know, let's say Cliff started, let's just say it was 87 to 97. I mean, he was racing for 10 years, (laughs) you know, he had a killer 10 years, but, um, but it was 10 years. I mean, you're, you're looking at, you know, some of these other guys, um, They're, you know, far surpass that in the amount of years and everything else. So,
1: you know. Like Joel.
0: Well, I mean, even Joel's RC racing career is, I mean, he started a little earlier. I think he started in the early 80s. But his peak was probably, you know, mid to late 80s to, you know, in that same area, probably 96, 97, you know, 98, that was probably his peak years.
1: Um, Don't worry, kid. If you lose this race, we're done. No pressure. No pressure. Ernie to Joel. <laughs>
0: you,
1: you can check out that interview on the Ripcast Throwback on the popular, all your popular podcast apps. I uploaded that over the weekend, too. Awesome. That's a good one.
0: Mhm. Um, yeah, I, I would say those guys; those those are the type of guys that I'm uh, looking at at the moment.
1: Okay. I think Randy wanted to hear his name in there. Okay, Randy. You yep. Um. When is Jason Rona going to use my paint scheme for a JC body release? I only have a few years left. I can promise an increase in haters no sales increases
0: hey, you know what he does have a pretty cool paint job too just as it comes down to when we actually do a new body or something mm-hmm. I end up we we completely forget about his paint job
1: um Oh, Kyle Predmore. That's right. Kyle was out there um, with you at the indoor nationals.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, how bummed is Jason that the selfie didn't happen? He's yeah. in the dumps about it.
0: We we needed to we needed to get that selfie done. You know, we did have maybe like two moments where we where we're about ready to get the selfie done, and
1: um, then people came up to you looking for autographs. No, stuff like that. It just didn't didn't happen. You sign some autographs at these races? I'm sure yeah. you do on the shirts and stuff, right? Yeah.
0: Um every once in a while.
1: I was telling you when I was watching that ninety three video on Kinwald won the worlds and um I think I asked you in our chat, like, does this happen today? Like when Kinwald walked down from the stand, everybody was getting his autograph. And uh. I just don't know if it's like that today or not. But uh, it was pretty pretty interesting to see. It was.
0: That's an it awesome like a... scene. That's a really good scene where uh, it was just a, you know, and, and it's a different time period because you didn't have the internet. You didn't have the social media. So when you saw Kenwald in person, it was a big mm-hmm. deal. And, you know, he did the magazine thing and all that and people. So when you were there, it, you – it was important to go home with something, uh, an autograph, or uh, you know, the the mo- some kind of memento that she saw something cool, and and you know, when the U.S. guys would would go out of uh, go out of country and we you know we go into race in another country, I would say that <clears throat> that it's. I would say that our drivers are very popular when we go to these other countries to race. I'm not really sure why that is, but uh, everywhere I've gone with, you know, Mayfield and these guys and, and even when I did as a racer, people really like seeing you. And, um, I mean, like when we went to Japan a couple of years ago and every morning we'd get to the track, wait for them to open the door and, there's these there these kids out there every morning looking to see Mayfield, you know, and they would sit there and they're like they would just like stare at him, and he's like, "Why are these kids staring at me?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so he's like, you know, he would say something to him, and they're just like, "Oh, hey,"
1: <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, it was, it was awesome for them now to see him, you know, yeah.
0: and. Yeah, you know, Ryan says it happens to him all the time like he says he can feel people staring at him when he's just wrenching and working on his stuff and you know like he's you know he's like you know you can feel
2: uh
0: you can feel it he said when you you know when you're wrenching you can see all these feel all these people watching you and he's like mm-hmm. he's like I'm just putting my shocks on you know but but that's how it is uh um, yeah and you, you want to see somebody that's good at something, how they do it, right? I mean, that's what I was telling.
1: <clears throat> so there is still kind of that out there today, like that some guys are in awe of what you know Mayfield showing up at the track. But
0: yeah, and I think it's it's kind of like you. It's like I remember when you know I'd go see the the Chicago Bulls play in Orlando in the nineties. And I remember you just, you, when you look at the people, they're all staring at the same guys, you know, like there's 20,000 people staring at Jordan, the entire game. Jordan. Jordan. But I remember picking up on things like, you know, they would sit, you know, sitting at the scores table, ready to check in and getting some gum from, you know, whoever, before they're getting in the game. You know, like all these little things. And I think that's what people try to take in. They like, you know, they try to, as dumb as it sounds, like you try to humanize it a little bit. You know, it's like, oh, these are just, these are just freaking people. You know, they just happen to be good at this thing. But it's like, you know, it's the same type of thing. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's, you want to see That I think you want to prove it to yourself that, you know, these are just people. And for whatever reason, they just happen to be good at this. But, you know, hey, this guy, he goes to Starbucks. This guy likes to have a beer. And this, you know, guy chews his gum. And, you know what I mean? Like, it's, those are the kind of things I think you're looking for Mm. to go, yeah, it's just some, you know, they're like, these are just, you know. No matter who it is, like if it's a professional athlete or some type of, uh, you know, famous actor or whatever. You were saying something about Spencer? When we were in Vegas, we some guy in the mall. I was like, aren't you Spencer? Oh, yeah. We were in the mall in Vegas. We were looking at shoes at the shoe store. Some guy comes up to Spencer and says, aren't you Spencer Rifkin? He, he's really? Like, yeah. He's just like, uh, Yeah. He's like, man, I got I got that uh, I got that B five with your picture on the box.
1: Oh my god, that's cool. He's
0: like, what are you doing here? Yeah, so it.
1: Uh, Did he sign an autograph?
0: I don't think in the shoe store. No, I remember uh, Mayfield telling me that he was talking to the, the some of the NASCAR drivers. Uh, get in and out of RC, um, and there was a time when um, one of them they they wanted to race truck all the time, like stadium truck. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there was a, a couple of the guys, and Mayfield went to one of the NASCAR races in Arizona, and I guess the guy told them they said, "Hey, um, I raced a T this, you know, years ago." I raced a T4 back home in North Carolina and, you know, and Ryan, you know, these, I was asking Ryan all these setup questions about his truck and, you know, this is a NASCAR driver and Ryan's just like, you know, giving him all the setups and everything else. And the guy, he, he just, and so finally, I guess he just tells Ryan, he's like, look, I want to buy your truck. Your whatever your T4, I, I just want it. I don't care if I have to buy it or you can give it to me or whatever the case may be. I just this is, I just want it. So Ryan ends up giving getting him this T4, and the guy just thinks it's going to be magical. You know, he's thinking I got Ryan's T4. There's no way any of these other guys are going to beat me now. Like this, you know, there's something that he knows about getting this thing dialed in. And he gets it, and he goes and races it. He's like, it's just like my other truck. <laughs> he's like, you know, I expected this thing to, like, drive itself around the track." Oh, God. And Ryan's just like, he's like, hey, I what can I tell you? I'm good at this. <laughs> you know, like, he's like, there's a lot of driving in this that you're not. <laughs> right. you know, the guy's just so disappointed because he's like, he thought he was going to get this truck. From Ryan, he was just going to destroy, <laughs> you know, his other buddies, and he was, yeah. just, and he was just like, "So I really have to actually be a good driver, <laughs> you know?" Like he's like just kind of discounting, or what the right, whatever the right word is, um, the driving aspect. He was thinking it was all about the vehicle, and Ryan was like, "Well, no, it's really all about the driving, this guy. And he's just like, "Well, shit." <laughs> <laughs>
1: A question that just came in from Javier Anaya. Uh, For Jason, what was your first full-scale car? Ford Explorer. Oh, what year was that?
0: I think it was a a, a 91 or two.
1: Okay. And what car do you wish you could have?
0: I'm a truck guy. I am a truck guy it's hard for me to, uh, I would want the brand new Raptor if that, that's what I want. But yeah. if, if well, I had to go. get it, just go get it. It's not that easy. Oh. If, if it had to be a car, I like, who else asked me this? You know what car I really like? And I don't know if it's still cool or not, but, the old Aston, the Aston Martin stuff. What's it a DB9 or a DB7? One of the man, I loved that thing when I saw it.
1: You know I don't what know car. I wish I can have
0: Geo Tracker. Yeah,
1: I want a Geo Tracker, guys. Any listeners out there to find me one at a good price? Let me know in somewhat good condition too, please. Yeah, I, I think uh, yeah. Pete. I think Pete sent me a photo. It might have been Pete Phillips sent me a photo of one for sale somewhere a while back, and it was uh, looked pretty nice. I needed to change the tires on it though. To, whoever, the rims were pretty bad on it, but he's good at that. He tracks other down other...
0: vehicles on Facebook. He sent sends me stuff links all the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, so why did you choose the Raptor? Just badass looking. That's why.
0: I just love trucks. Um, I thought it was one of, you know, uh, my favorite vehicles, Mm F-150. That was my favorite vehicle um, that I had previous to this. And then I saw this, and to me, it was just like the ultimate F-150. I was like, man, this thing is awesome. It was like the coolest street truck, like street truck, I thought. DB9, Austin Mar- Aston Martin DB9. I think there's a DB7 too. These things. I mean, looking at this now, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm as into it now as I was before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. but...
1: Uh, Gotti, what's your favorite? This is from Javier. Gotti, what's your favorite all-time video game? Socom 2. Really? A lot of memories from that game. Uh, me and Kirby staying up to like four or five in the morning, watching the sunrise, playing that game online. God damn, it was awesome. <laughs> Best WWE crew skit. I, I think he means. I think he's meaning faction. What, what, WWE faction, which. What does that mean? If you're if you're talking strictly, well, like NWO, like a group. Oh. Like, but but I mean, if you're strictly talking WWE factions. I guess you're gonna to have to go with DX. Um You're gonna to have to answer Chili Duncan's because you know what? I'm gonna admit this. I have no no idea what this is about. Do you? You see Chili's question there?
0: Yeah, I don't know either.
1: I mean I see it on I see it on Facebook and stuff, but I have no clue what it's about or what they're even I never even looked into it, so um uh regular denim or stretchy from Rod Sturchill. that's easy stretchy That's what you like American American Eagle flex They're the best jeans you'll ever wear Regular denim or stretchy I don't, I don't know so it's
0: the denim itself just kind of has some stretchy characteristics right
1: Yeah and they're comfortable as hell.
0: I think I actually do get some of the stretchy ones, but I do have some of the regular ones.
1: American I'd, Eagle, next level, flex.
0: I get the Buffalo. Buffalo at, uh, at Buckle. That's where I was. Kyle, Kyle Predmore. I got to give him a shout-out. Do what? I have to give Kyle Predmore a shout
1: out. Okay, go ahead. Well, that was it. <laughs> I saw you taking video of a uh, video of Kyle sweeping the track.
0: Yeah, he did at, a good. At Tacoma, he, he did a good job with that.
1: Oh, here's another question I missed um, from Dennis Zeller's big forum debate: Is VTA? Oh. Wait entry-level class if not what is then VTA
0: that is uh, the vintage Trans Am Uh, I don't think it's an entry-level class because I don't think you can buy one uh, as a finished vehicle so I don't think you can actually buy a VTA vehicle You have to kind of put one together. You have to get the touring car or whatever, the chassis. You have to get the right wheels, the right tires. You have to get the right body. Then you put it together. Uh, It's more like a hobby class. Uh, Okay. I I do think that it could be an entry-level class, but I think somebody would need to um, kind of have one that you could purchase and get, kind of get going with it. As far as I know, as far as I know, you can't just buy one. I think I shared, I shared the radio impound thing,
1: but. Yeah, you did. Those are, I think those was under your share, that okay. question. And then uh, Jake Ingstrom says, uh, need to dig up some old, some more old school guests, Masami. Not sure about his English though. I think Masami's English is pretty good now, so we could probably do that. I saw an interview with him somewhere.
0: Yeah, it's okay. Uh, I think the interview would just be kind of short. It, just, it okay,
1: well, we'll scratch him off the list then. Yeah. <laughs> the time, the time difference alone, it would. We'd have to wait till he's in the states.
0: It would be a great interview uh, to some extent, but then others you wouldn't. I mean, just because it's Masami, it'd be good, good to get an interview. But, but then, it would be tough because you wouldn't probably get as complete of an answer as yeah. he would like. You know.
1: Yeah. Plus, I'm not doing. I'm not getting up like three in the morning to do a podcast, though. You know, like I said, he'd have to be in the states. It's like, come on, Masami, just fly over i to to get some of the old guys back on the show again, though.
0: Yeah, I'd say maybe some people could message some guys they'd like to hear from. That would kind of help. Obviously, Gil Losey Jr. has been asked before, but he's so hard. He just gave me his new number at some race I was just at.
1: Oh, well, great. There we go. You have it. So let's just, uh, we'll get a hold of him one day. I I forget who it was, but he said, Gil will do the show. Just contact him anytime. And we never, I don't think I ever did, but. You're like, "Eh." I'm like, screw him. I asked him a long time ago, you want to come on the show? (laughs) Exactly. And heck with him. He ignored my emails and voicemails. Screw him. I don't even know what kind of voice I'm using right now. I've had some good uh,
0: moments with Gil Losey Jr. Uh, yeah. Just, I did like two, two years or maybe a little less. Uh, I did some work with uh, Team Losi. Yeah. And he was really pretty cool to, to talk with, to talk to and to work with. Um, He's also, uh, you know, he's from such a, uh, the old days where you had to make a lot of things yourself. He was, I was crafty making things and um, I stayed out there. I helped those guys work on their, they lost a couple engineers at, at a time that was Um, just not conducive to them getting some things done so they asked me to come out there and Mm -hmm. help them work on uh, one of their touring car projects as a um, as a designer but you know it it was Guild Jr.'s design Mm -hmm. and then he just asked me to draw some of these parts up so they could machine them and make them for the world in 2000. So I, I don't know how long I was out there. Maybe I was out there a month. I don't know. But I got out there and, you know, they're just like, yeah, just, you know, stay with, stay with, uh, my dad, which, uh, Gil senior stay at his house. And, and then Gil senior is just like, yeah, here's your bedroom. You're got, You know, you're over here, you know, he he had an awesome house, uh, you know, super amazing. Hmm. And here's your bedroom, and he's like, uh, you know, here's a car, just drive my car. (laughs)
1: Right. And and I don't know,
0: I I don't remember how long I was there, you know, a couple weeks or a month or however long I was there. Oh, my God. And, yeah, I'm like driving around his Cadillac TTS and awesome. I'd go into low C, I was driving possum you know he would drive one of his hot rods because he had like wow. like really really nice hot rods um him and Gary Kyes were really into the hot rods so he would drive like you know he had like four cars so it's like um I don't even I don't think he had his Ferrari at the time but Jesus um but you know Because so there was a time where him and Gil Jr. both had uh, Acura NSXs. They mm-hmm. had uh, matching, I believe they were matching uh, NSXs. And then Pops had a Ferrari, and then he always had Hot Rods, which he loved his Hot Rods way more than he loved any of those other cars. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, when I stayed at Pops' house, he he's just like, yeah, just take my – take the Cadillac go to work wherever you want to go I don't care <laughs> and I'm just driving this car around and uh go to Losey work with Gil on this car project and you know just do whatever I wanted <laughs> it was pretty nice That's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty nice <laughs> um trash so, the place I, you know I didn't do anything I've kept it clean um try to be nice to the car. Um so yeah, it was a good experience and worked on that touring car project.
1: I wish they would have never got out of it. But uh I understand why they did it, but it would have been cool if they're still around. Just Lowsy.
0: Yeah, low C. I it's tough because none of the Lowseys are at Losi anymore. Um
1: Yeah, it's weird.
0: But at some point or another, that always happens, right? You know, there's
1: Mm
0: -hmm. technically ad associated. There's none of the original, uh, you know. Well, that's not really true. Yeah, I mean, Cliff, but Cliff wasn't original. I mean, he came in. He came in later. But um, you know, there's. But every, you know, I guess the the deal is eventually every. Everything kind of has to keep moving, so people retire. Yes, people. It's been cool people, though. People retire. People die. <laughs> you
1: know, it's like, you know? Yeah. It's
0: like you just can't be there forever, right? Like, you know, it's like Hulkamania. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like
1: that's still around. So. Yeah,
0: I, I know it is, but
1: it's immor- um, Hulk Hogan's immortal.
0: That's true. The immortal Hulk Hogan.
1: Hmm. I don't know. It's just been cool, if Gil. Would have kept I agree. It and just ran it and yeah.
0: I, it just and I think just,
1: just seemed different after they got rid of it. And,
0: well, uh, it, it definitely was because uh, now it would just be like if our company you know, or J Concepts or any of these companies were taken over or bought by somebody else that was um, Big
1: corporate looking
0: looking more at the dollars than the passion side of it. Um, yeah. There's no way they would be doing some of the things that we do because they'd be like, hey, this doesn't make any money. Why do you do this? <laughs> it's yeah. like well, it's like well, this is a part of our brand. This is a part of our heritage, and they'd be like, okay, well I understand that, but this doesn't make any money. Oh, huh, okay. Oh, so that's how it works. <laughs> and Sometimes and that, that, was money, that was Team Losey. That uh, was Team Losey. because yep. it was it was Junior and, and Pops, and they did what they wanted. Uh, they didn't care if you know um, you know the 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 money people said, "Uh, I don't understand what you're doing here." They would say, "No, this is what we're doing. This is part of our deal."
1: And uh, that's what they did. And, uh, but so it's I, like I, the I, WCW I, story here where they, they had the guys that the money, you know, the suits didn't understand what Bischoff was doing. And mm-hmm. not only was he doing it for money and stuff, he also had the passion for it. And, and they just drove it right out of him. Yeah. But, and,
0: um, and I think it, Lose, Losey or Team Losey did go through a little bit of a tough patch because... I think Horizon didn't understand it at all at first. Mm -hmm. They're just like, man, this, you know, this is nuts, you know, what you guys are doing here. And and then, so they, I think they kind of went through a transition where they said, okay, well now we kind of, you know, then after a while they, they understood like a little bit about the name and the brand and the, the racing and, hey, you know, you got to work on the, you know, you can't just come out with uh, all these little toys all the time. And, you know, there is a racing market and it does contribute to the brand name. uh, Regardless of, um, you know, hey, you might be able to sell this mini tee. You know, you might be able to sell thousands of these mini tees, but at some point the mini tees quit selling because it's a gimmick. And, um, And then where do you go from there? And then... They're like, well, we're selling these race cars. We might not sell as many as the Mini T at first, but they're still selling. And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's something to that effect. And they, oh, okay, now I get it. You yeah. know, so I think that's and now that's the point where they're in now. I think where it's like, all right, you know, we we see this working. And um, now, granted, it's not. And just like all. Racing stuff, you know it's it's not just crazy uh, um, money maker, but they're like, hey, this is consistent. This keeps our name going. It's another way to market, you know, different things and different brands, and uh, stay on top of your equipment, technology you know you can prove things are working Uh, so I think uh, eventually now that's kind of where they're at now like man this is kind of this is important
1: so and they have good people in place now there with them I think too so yeah
0: which you know Todd Hodge um, which you know he has connections uh, with the Losi you know the Losi's hired him and right. he has a little bit of that mindset of the, of the low seas from those days. But he's been able to, I think, kind of blend with Horizon's uh, way of doing things much better um, than the low seas were able to. And he has a, a good job because of it. And then he got Frank Root and Mike Mellon. And these yep. guys uh, have a lot of experience. They're really good at what they do. And, uh, and I think it's pretty solid and, you know, now uh, with the, the, you know, the fact that you got Horizon bought Great Plains, um, I, I think that position becomes more valuable.
1: I just watched the, uh, video they did the other day with, um. Showing you how they design the cars and stuff. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's my... Uh, I believe it was... Uh, there was two guys, Kevin Gahan on the right, Mike Mellon right. on the left. And,
1: yeah, I like when they did that. It was uh, kind of like pretty cool. <clears throat> Give you yeah. A behind the scene look and kind of break that corporate barrier a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, if that was the same video, Mike Mellon on the left, uh, that was my friend that... I was telling you about earlier that actually mm-hmm. gave me part of the low C double X to test because uh, he's from Florida. So he was one of my racing buddies uh, from Florida when we were younger. And and I, I lived with him for almost two years when I moved to California.
1: Um, mm, I want to get him on the show and ask you what kind of roommate you were. I got to hear stories about that.
0: Yeah, we were all a little bit crazier and younger, for sure.
1: All right. I think we hit everything. Looks good. You got anything else there? Mm, Let's
0: see. We were going to talk. There was a race that we just came back from. Oh, the Spring Indoor Nationals we just came back from. Did we win? Well, it's we, I, I wanted to be specific here. We, we won. I think we won four classes. Um, kind of a lot happened, but, um, but we, we did win four classes, I, I believe. And then Mayfield was in contention to win the two-wheel mod uh, class. Okay. He won the first main. Ty Tessman won the second main. The third main came down. Um, Dustin Evans was between the two of them uh, on the track. Uh, Ty got by Dustin. So now it was Ryan and Ty racing for the win. And then Tessman crashed. And I was like, sweet. I'm like, this is looking good. We're going to win this. Mm -hmm. Um, Ryan was driving really well car looked good um, all of a sudden I- I'm underneath the driver's stand watching this race and see Ryan come through the sweeper I see he's kind of a little bit of a you know like a term marshal trying to get a car or something and I'm like uh, crap so this turn marshal comes out onto the sweeper to get a crash car On his way back to go back to his position, um, Ryan runs right into his leg on the track. Ryan's car flips over. The guy realizes that, hey, another car has flipped over. I need to turn around and grab this. He goes to grab it. He falls down. Then he's really trying to make up for it. Um, He's trying to grab back, grab the car, Flip it over. Uh, By this time, four guys went by Ryan. Ryan's in like fifth place. And then it was over.
1: Hmm. Damn.
0: So Ryan ended up getting second overall because there was three A-mains. So he did have a first and a second. Uh, His first and a second wasn't as... uh, because Ty had a first and a second, and Ryan had a first and a second, but Ty won the tie break because it's combined times. Uh, the combined times from your best two finishes, and Ty was one second faster uh, oh, man. on the combined times, so he won the tie break. But uh, the other thing about that is Ryan, the, the A-main that Ryan won was the first main. He had, He had a great race going no crashes and when he mm. caught up to traffic at the end they ended up getting into him at the end of the race and actually cost him a couple seconds in that first main so it just wasn't meant to be because
2: <laughs> yeah. when the traffic hit him, like him at
0: the traffic hit him at the end of a1 all right it was kind of frustrating but he got through it uh, but then in the end, uh the thing with the hitting the marshal, which wasn't the marshals fault it happens, but
2: uh, a yeah. small
0: track, a lot of chaos. But um uh, mm-hmm. uh Ryan should have won that race. And um uh, mm. but, you know, uh hit the uh the traffic hit him at the end of A one, cost him time and he was leading A three. Uh the thing with the Marshall cost him there and uh going down to the tie break. ended up uh, not getting the tie break because of the times. So. But you yeah. know what? Uh, the race went well all the way up until the last race. Uh, it was a good race. Uh, we talked about earlier the surface was great. Um, did a bunch of interviews while, while I was there. I tried to make it a point, uh, me and Thomas, to kind of knock out our... We did a... Um, we always interview Ron Schur... So he does because we talked to him on the podcast, but uh, we did talk mm-hmm. about SureSpeed. We talked about Hobby Wing. We talked to Brent Telke about the T6.1, him and Dustin Evans. We talked to them. We talked to uh, Alex K about his uh, SC6.1. The wizard. Talked to him. That was good. That was fun. Uh, we did an interview talking about our prize table. We had some uh, prizes. We talked to Joe, or not Joe, we talked to uh, Jake Thayer. He came from OCRC to, to there. We talked to him. So we tried to get all these interviews done. And uh, I, th- I thought we, we did a, a decent job. Came back and Thomas uh, wrote the report and, you know, just to kind of quickly hit the results. So we did Independent stock buggy, which was a pretty good class at the race. You know, that's something that we created on our Super Cup, and now we've carried over to the National Series. Mm.
1: Uh, that's that's the class I would run,
0: right? That's the class you would stock. run. Yep. Mm.
1: Okay.
0: That Lee Connolly Jr. won that one, and ran it. We had a good a good turnout too uh, in independent. We we only take forty entries uh, in that class. Mm uh, just to kind of make it simple. And I think we got like 38 or something like that. So that was pretty good. And then pro stock buggy, uh, was won by uh Sammy Moran. Who's he's from California. Uh, did a good job. Uh, he ran really well. Uh, until he's getting faster, he's got a lot of experience now, racing in California. He's running the TLR car, uh, which worked really well. Then we have 13.5 Pro 2. That was where Alex K. won with the new SC 6.1. He had, a, he had a really good run. Debut in that new truck. 13.5 Stadium truck. This is where Brent Telke ended up winning the main. but It was probably one of the better races of the whole weekend because there was four guys that were really in contention for the win. We had a uh, uh, Harley Yoshi was kind of the local, the one of the fastest local guys. Uh, he was right up there quite a bit. But then Brent and then, um, let me get the name right, Dalton Pierce, sorry, Shane Gordon and Douglas Hobbs and then Harley Yoshi and those five guys were just they were like within a second I mean it was close uh, mm. yeah like if you look at the top four guys they were separated by uh, I mean after the end of eight minutes they were only separated by four seconds uh, Wow. and so they were just interchanging all the time they were like you know just in and out one guy you know, would be in second, and the next guy is in second. Then 13.5 uh, mm-hmm. thir- four-wheel, Sammy Moran, again, from California, won that one. 4x4 short course. Mikey Brown, he's he's fast. Really good driver. 40-plus buggy, which was actually probably one of the funner races to watch because Brent Pelkey, you know, I was done so well in 40-plus buggy, and he TQ'd. But they convinced uh, Scott Brown to come out of retirement and and run, which he's not not really retired, but he wasn't racing. And uh, so he comes out for round two and three, qualifies in the top three, and then he ends up getting second in the main. And uh, John Valencia actually ended up winning. So it was John Valencia, Scott Brown, and Brent got the top three, which was a cool race. Two wheel mob. We talked about that. Ty Testman, Mayfield, Dustin Evans. Uh, those guys were were awesome. They They're so fast. It's crazy. Mm. Four wheel. Ty won four wheel. Kind of a dominating win, really. He the the all the qualifiers. Uh, the first two qualifiers, Mayfield was leading in four in four wheel because Mayfield TQ two wheel, mm. but in four wheel. Uh, Mayfield was winning the first two qualifiers and then he made a mistake and a tie ended up TQ in the first two rounds. Um, and then Ryan switched front tires for the main. He went to, a, uh, we were running uh, we were running dirt web fronts. Then we went to he wanted to go to the space bar fronts. Um, and they just, they weren't broken in enough when he started running the mains and his car was kind of pushy and just wasn't as fast or as competitive as he should have been. I mean, for the fact that he was leading, well, he was leading all three qualifiers at one point or another and a mistake dropped him from TQing those runs to the main where he just didn't look as quick as he should have been. So he got third, Dustin got second, Ty got the win. Which ties, you know, in four-wheel... He's one of the best. I think if Mayfield would have won two wheel, I would have been fairly happy with our results. But yeah. I was Bummer. I was pissed. I got people like Um Yeah. Never mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll just let it go with that. I don't know what you're trying to say, but uh Yeah. What are you gonna do? I mean, it, it is so, these races are so tough.
0: These guys yeah. are so fast. The track is, um, it's tight. Small track. You're driving hard. Uh, one little bobble, like we said, about 13.5 four wheel. Mm-hmm. I mean, 13.5 truck, how close it was. I mean, even Mod is, is that close. I mean, the bigger the track is, the things tend to, uh, you know, stretch out just a little more. Gives you a little more space. But in this, I mean, you, you tap out on a...
1: There's no, no room for error.
0: I, there isn't. I mean, you got to be good um, the whole time. And uh, it gets frustrating because, you know, you're... you're uh, well, you know everybody but especially the pros they're you know they're they're going for perfection in their mm. in their racing or you know, their results and uh, the way the pipes are there too are a little strange uh, compared to some of the other tracks we've been to you know they he's got pvc pipe on the track which is normal from uh, the older school guys but uh, they don't use that as much anymore and there's some, uh, cor- there's some corners that they have that are really tall, and uh, they are sometimes blocked, like you can't see them very well because they're tall the way they have the pipe set up. Mm, and right. I think that was causing a, caused a little bit of trouble uh, with PVC pipe. You have to make uh, corners differently, uh, the way the pipe shaped, and it, it causes people huh. some causes people a little bit of issue not easy. Oh. Wow. You know, as we move, move along, you know, I, I see more and more of that happening where we're going to have a lot of races like this, where they're just going to be so close. Um, and, and these little mistakes, uh, bobbles, cause we're doing so much indoor racing now. Um uh, mm-hmm. On top of all that, which, you know, indoor racing is is tough. Um, When we go outdoor racing, things, it's not as common in 10th scale as it used to be, but things are a lot harder. And guys, uh, when we race indoors, uh, guys have a ton of experience now indoors. So you have to contend with many different racers that are very uh, close and skill level. When you go outdoors, since people don't have a chance to do a lot of that, um, things uh, are a little easier for, let's say the pro guys. Um, but, you know, instead of it being, you know, you, you run an indoor race, it might be 20 deep of, you know, amazing racers, And you race outdoors, it is still the 20 great guys, but, or whatever the number is, but it, it, it starts to shrink a little bit for in terms of people that could be leading the qualifier. So now we got, uh, we got Fred and Rich up at Digger's Dungeon. They're up there, uh, running the RC monster truck. World Finals, uh, No Limit World Finals, I think it's called. And then uh, Fred is also, uh, him and Rich are working on the, they have a mega truck, Mud Race. Oh. Uh, going on. Fred's been working on building the track uh, with another guy, or a couple guys, working on building that. and. Um, so the, they haven't started running the mega trucks yet. They're still kind of wrenching, getting things ready, uh, but they are—they did start qualifying the RC
1: uh, on the monster truck side. Mm-hmm. We get some live video from that?
0: Uh, I don't think uh, Rich has started doing the live video yet. I think he'll probably do it a little. Uh, start doing it tomorrow uh, yeah, when nice. the, the races uh, start to pick up a little bit, but. Yep. But, yeah, uh, they got two two tracks built there, like the mud track plus the racetrack. Um, so that's a big event. And plus, we're doing some debuting there this weekend with some new body. Um, so we got a new body going out, um, going to be shown there this weekend. So Fred's been, uh, been working on that. and um, And then we got Thomas over in Omaha, Nebraska at our – uh, one-eighth Spring Nationals mm-hmm. at that uh, Hobby Town, USA, called the Hobby Plex. But this track, um you know, we were talking about earlier. It's <sighs> tough to say. I don't know. This may be one of my favorite indoor tracks.
1: Yeah? I saw the uh, 360 photo Thomas put up. Yeah, That's really nice.
0: Yeah, I, I I think that it's probably it's probably the best track mm. in terms of the size, the elevation right. he's able to do. Um, it, it's just it, it might be the best indoor track. Wow, uh, it's it's definitely right up there. I mean, you know, when I look at the pictures, I just Oh man, this might be the best track. But you know, of course, you know. Then you see another one, then you're like, ah, oh, that might be the best track. and <laughs> hey, they all look pretty nice. I mean, OCRC days, is so. awesome, but yeah. Um, but I think, and it is <clears throat> awesome. But it's also in Huntington Beach, California. I mean, it's it. There's kind of an advantage with that too. <laughs> Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's not like you're, Absolutely. you know, it's not like you have to head out to BFE somewhere, you know, right. I mean, this place, you know, the location rocks, There's just no two ways about it. Um,
1: these tracks today, these guys are doing a great job, you know, designing these tracks and the facilities are nice compared, you know, we didn't have that many to choose from, so.
0: Well, and I think that's a little bit a part of it. Sometimes people get on a negative kick about RC and RC racing and, you know, maybe things are falling off or, or, you know, there's certainly some talk like that on occasion. But, you know, I look at it like when I started, there was, I mean, in Florida, there was no indoor tracks in Florida. They were all outdoors and they were clubs. Mm -hmm. And, And like you talked about earlier about your club, and I, I think that it's really a little unfair to judge some of these tracks, indoor tracks that open and close, because I think in general, it's very tough to have an indoor RC track, and it always has been, because it's so expensive to rent all that square footage that you can only use like twice a week, you know, mm. and, you know, a lot of other Businesses, they rent all this square footage and they use it every day of the week. Um, and but with RC, all they really need is the hobby shop if they have a hobby shop. Some tracks don't even have a hobby shop. And all you need is the, the place you use for the hobby shop during the week, and then you only need the you know you need the track twice a week. So I think we're actually pretty fortunate of all the tracks that we do have that are indoors and people are using it as a business because, you know, when I started in Florida, there was no indoor tracks that were like businesses. They're all outdoor club tracks. And I still prefer an outdoor club track. Uh, That's honestly what keeps me, um, you know, I, I probably race less because of that. Um, you know, because it's just, that's my comfort zone, that's what I started, or that's what I raced on, and, and that's what I want to do. Um, and, you know, people, they make a big deal about some of these tracks opening and closing, and it's just like, it's like, hey, you know, I mean, this it's not an easy business. You don't just open these up and make millions of dollars. Like, it just doesn't happen. And, so, I do think that somewhere along the line, we're going to have to, there's going to have to be more of these uh, club tracks. Uh, I mean, I always go back to this track we really liked called Shiverville. It was in the guy's front yard in uh, High Springs, Florida, and probably some of the best, probably some of the best racing. Uh, you know, we ever had on our super cup was at that track mm-hmm. and it was in his front yard. It was very reasonably sized, uh, was, uh, had that outdoor feeling, but people were competitive. They really liked it. And I, I think that we need more of those. I don't think we need more indoor tracks opening that are doing it, uh, trying to make it a business. I think we need more tracks opening that, where the you know either the land is somebody else's or it's free, and then like you have a little club atmosphere that runs it, and uh, you know however you want to call it, you know this day and age club, uh, or you know your buddies or however you want to say it, but I, I think that I, I think that we're coming back around to that form. I think that's oh, yeah? for, I think we're we're gonna have to, if uh, you know, like uh, people tell me. I mean, this is kind of kind of weird, but people tell me that there's tracks that close in some parts of the country because it's a warehouse. And when they made marijuana, you know, marijuana is legal. There's a couple tracks that closed down because um, they were able to grow marijuana in these buildings and make like three times the mm-hmm. amount of rent. Oh, my gosh! And it's like you know, and you know since it's uh, I think it was a uh, Thomas or somebody tell me back in Oregon or Portland or wherever, um, you know they they you know there's a track in there, and then you know somebody else comes and say, "Hey, we can give you <clears throat> twice or three times the amount of rent, and we can yeah. um, we can grow in here and sell or whatever they whatever they do, and um, it's a much better business than RC. <laughs> Um, no. and so, and you can't knock the people, I guess, that are the landlords or own the, uh, those buildings. Cause you know, they're just looking for their, their monthly payment. It's
1: a tough one. Yeah. We were watching a video in our chat, um, of a guy making an RC track in his backyard. And you were saying, this is like over a week ago, you're saying, we need more of that. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So
0: Yeah, we really do. Uh, you know, people that have a passion for it and that want to do it and get it done. Um, I think that's, you know, that's certainly, or is definitely something that we're kind of missing, you know, as yeah. opposed to just showing up, at this track, and you know, indoor track and expecting everything to be um, perfect and then them having to, you know, try to make their monthly rent off of, you know, 15 or $20 entry fees, which just, that's tough. Unless you have a good hobby shop and you have some money or reasonable rent. I mean, it's tough. Oh, two more things I wanted to bring up. No, good. Uh, the world's warm-up in Australia. Uh, David Ronafalk, uh, TQ'd, got on pole position and won out there in Australia. HB Racing, Jay Confin, Orion. Um, so, obviously, the warm-up isn't the actual world's. Um, and uh, we really, you really want to win the world, not the warm-up, but
1: but but you get some good info from that race for you yeah exactly right.
0: uh it was really uh it was really good so
1: nice we, good job dave
0: yeah i mean he 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 was dominating he 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 uh he did an amazing job out there and he did some more testing i stayed there like you know, maybe a day or two after and mm-hmm. he's been trying to get after it. And, and I think he's, uh, you know, what I'm seeing is <sighs> a lot of guys, uh, it's hard for them to concentrate on one particular thing because they're racing so many classes. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's easy for him to say that I like this one class. I like eight scale buggy. And I like a skill buggy nitro and I'm going to, I'm trying to be back to back world champions. And I think it's easy for him to make up his mind that that's his goal and, you know, what he plans on doing, uh, you know, or the, the focus. Whereas, you know, our guys uh, that are uh, here, uh, they have so many classes they're racing and working on that Mm -hmm. it's hard to, you know, maintain that focus. For one race, and I think what what I kind of see with David is he's kind of zoning in on that one race. Not that you can just zone in on one race and guarantee to win it, but um, because certainly other people have kind of come out of the woodwork and, and won it here and there, you know, mm-hmm. being in the right place at the right time. But um, but yeah, he's he's definitely. It, it seems like he's got a a, a goal, a focus. Uh, He maybe he could be the first guy to go back to back.
1: Uh, back Nobody's
0: nobody's done that in a skill worlds yet.
1: Really nice.
0: So uh, I I think I think he sees that as a as a challenge that that he's trying to take trying to take on, and we'll see. Uh, So the stuff was working, and then we're and next week we're heading over to the. Bigfoot open house in Pacific Missouri and that's where I'm going with Fred and Rich and Allison uh, last year we had a good awesome. time going there uh, they basically do an open house at their shop where they they run their trucks as a you know display fun and then they have all the old school guys there uh, to talk to or do whatever you want Uh you
1: know and Thunder uh chicken gonna be there
0: <laughs> you never know if he's gonna be there that like the, the old man uh you know there's an rc race there at the same time so they're doing an rc monster truck race there so i've been getting my stuff ready for that because i'm going to race in that
1: yeah i tell you what that's what i would do now we we're talking about racing stuff I, that i think that would be me monster truck racing i can see that i want to see this uh you guys are at Digger's Dungeon here. I want to see that. Courtney has that course set up for racing.
0: Well, they have a racing uh, course, plus they have a mud racing course.
1: But... Yeah, that, that course that they showed that you showed the grid or whatever, or is the layout of it on your mm-hmm. page, mm-hmm. that looked pretty fun to do. Yeah,
0: they're, they haven't started yet, but it's built. And I think they're
1: mm. tomorrow. I might have to go there next year. Because yeah. I could visit my brother, and then I could go up to the dungeon there
0: two for one.
1: All right. Um, what else are we talking about now?
0: Yeah, I just mentioned going to the open house. I was getting my stuff ready. We're going over there. And then, uh, Paul is going to go to a main hobbies, manufacturers, uh, manufacturers cup. That they're having at a main hobbies and Chico. So Paul will be there with our, uh, with our hardcore crew racing scale, which I, I love that race last year uh, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to go back this year but they, they changed the date because they had a conflict with the Silver State and when they changed the race I had already committed to go in the Bigfoot open house and that's kind of my yeah. uh, I guess, to nerd out a couple, a couple times a year with my monster truck stuff so
1: Now, Um, now, what are you? Are you doing anything with your Bigfoot? Um, You're going to go there and get asked tons of questions, right?
0: uh, Not really, because not a lot of people know about that. Um, Oh, okay. But I'm just going there to race my RC stuff and watch watch the trucks and hang out with the old guys. And they usually, couple guys usually, at night they break out some of the old. Videos and DVDs from the 80s and 90s that oh. um, that's not on the internet or YouTube, and people watch that stuff. And then some of the old monster truck guys come in there and talk about it from there. It's like, oh, I remember this night. You know, this was this was an 88. Yeah. This was an 88, and then we broke and we were back and we did this. And you know, it's kind of cool. Like last year, uh, Jim Kramer was telling us his movie stories. Like when he went and did the movie Roadhouse with Bigfoot and he went and did huh. um, you know um, you know he did Super Dave Osborne show. It was on HBO and um, he did um,
1: several movies. Super and, Dave on Kirby Enthusiasm. He's great. Yeah. So he did a lot of
0: that <laughs> stuff. So he's telling us all of his old stories about being on the set and doing that stuff and yeah, oh, you well, have the, a great time. Yeah, so we'll do that. Yeah. Paul will be at A Main, and uh, Ryan, Ryan, and Spencer, will be doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And cool format there at A Main. Um, so, yeah. and then we only you know, a couple of weeks off. We'll be at the Roar Nats in Florida for Eight Scale. So, um, if they paint the infield, I'm sure you'll be watching. Yep. It's going to be an awesome race. Uh, the only question. I, I really love that track. It's probably it's it's either well, it's one of the best we have in Florida right now. The one uh, Coral, we, my favorite tracks are Coral Springs, Mills Pond, mm-hmm. Lake Lake Park, and Southside. Those are my God. favorite four outdoor tracks. And uh, Southside is really trying to take it up a notch, and um, it's going to be nice. Uh, the
1: weather is always sketchy in Florida. You never know, but I'm sure it'll be yeah.
0: nice.
1: nice. Well, I'm so it. lucky having all those tracks in the area. what I got. Yeah. All right. Impound. JConcepts.net. This weekend, 15% off. Go there. Order stuff. Download the Anchor app. Listen to our Rip Cast drive-through. Short little podcast, usually on the go. Like yesterday, I was at the grocery store. So we get some connection issues and stuff, but it's fun. And, uh, you know, we check in with Jason, see what he's doing, stuff like that. So com for your uh, radio impound gear. You guys have asked me questions about shirts. Just go to carpies.com, C-A-R-P-Y-S. Dot com. They got hats and shirts there. Yep cool shirts and uh got the old school rip shirt when we first made one and then they have the new design newly designed ones nice clean look to it got the little rip logo on there looks good and the hats are awesome so carpiece.com trick what else am i forgetting
0: i think that's any prizes or anything
1: giveaway uh well i have those prizes to give away and um those uh, plaques that you that you gave me, those are from uh, Mayfield. Uh,
0: I can't even remember which ones they are.
1: Yeah, I wanna I wanna give one of the plaques away by sharing. Uh, I'll post it on Facebook and you guys share the post. Anytime I post anything, feel free to share it. Uh, and get your friends to like the page. Right. Uh, but I'll post I'll post a photo. Um, of one of the plaques and we'll. We'll give the plaques away to people that share the post. We'll figure out how to do that. I guess you just share a post and then pick a winner from there, right? Yep. Um, we'll do that. And I have a Ryan Mayfield body that I'll give away to the patrons of the show.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. That'll be cool.
1: So head over, if you're not a patron, head over to patreon.com slash radio impound. Throw a few cannolis my way. And what's uh, that we're good at episode 173 in the books we will catch you next week with uh, Randy Pike of Team Tekin
0: and we we also got uh, Brandon Rody in the, in the wings we're trying to get him
1: oh yeah we were gonna have him on a show this week but uh, Wednesday didn't work out for us so yep. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we'll do a double header, Randy and Randy and uh, Brandon on the show. Randy. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week.
0: See you.